And welcome back to From the Field to the Track. I am your co I am your co-host Tiana, surrounded with my lovely, lovely co-hosts, Marie <laughs> not full name dropping you, Marie and Katie. Um Marie is this is just a little PSA to everyone. Marie is just undergone getting four fillings, so she cannot speak very well, so she is using an AI to talk. We have not replaced Marie with a robot, she has just gotten an AI. So how are you guys? Hey ladies. <laughs> I love that so much. This is my favorite part. Oh my gosh. I am so good. How are you? Um, I'm good. I'm good. Tired. Tired. Mm. Race weekends always take it out of me, but we're here. We're happy. We're all good. Nothing to complain about. Let me just grab something to chuck you guys on. Sorry, we had, naturally, because it's a From the Field to the Track episode, we had a few technical difficulties, but we're here now. Yeah. Okay. okay, Marie, you, how are you feeling? Well, I spent my weekend in Queensland, so the only event I really got to watch was a GP, but I was instantly energized at 1 a.m. on Friday night when I realized Charles got pole LOL, as for my current Whoa. unrelated to F1 circumstances. Today I went to the dentist and had four fillings and a clean, so my mouth is currently very numb, and if I talk it will come out incoherent or I will dribble, hence why my voice sounds different today. Thank you, Google Translate. <laughs> Shout out Google Translate for sure, for sure. I, I literally so love much. this. It's so funny. This is iconic. Um, so I'm fine. I'm living, laughing, loving. Caught the bus for the first time today. Slay. Talked to Katie the entire time, but you know, what do you do? Well, what else do you do? Get into our personal lives. No, we don't. We don't. But we I love to see. It. Anyways, we do. <laughs> see, the AI agrees with me. <laughs> Anyways, so I wanted to ask you guys, how was your Baku race weekend? Obviously, Marie, you spent it in Queensland, as you said, so you were absolutely energized when Charles got pulled. But Katie, how was your Baku weekend? You know, because we watched, I think, everything. I'm not sure. Uh, we watched We watched a little bit of everything. I didn't watch all of some of the F1 just because I was – I. The thing is, usually in a race weekend, I'm really good at waking up, watching the thing, and then going back to sleep. But this weekend, I was too energized after all the F2s and just didn't sleep for like an hour um, after each of them. So, so I spent some late late nights, early mornings, because I feel like we're going to get to it. But what happened in the F2, afterwards, I'd yeah. be making videos about it and talking to all my friends about it and like on FaceTime with friends talking about it and stuff. So I'd be like really hyped up and then I couldn't fall asleep. So I haven't had a lot of sleep, but hence... Here, I'm so excited. Um. <laughs> the early photo in the background. That famous life for real. Oh. What did you, did that seems like, did you say that seems like fun? That that, oh, that famous <laughs> life for real. <laughs> yeah, no, for real. It, it's hard. It's hard when you're friends with an influencer that has 24.5 people that love her. Only twenty four point five people. Okay. Don't have twenty four point five people. Who else do you know? <laughs> I don't know. Anyways, so time to get on to some actual racing because you know we need to be somewhat organized in this podcast. <laughs> um, F two. Okay, we'll start off with F two and then we'll go to F one. Okay, F two then F one. Okay. F2 was chaotic this weekend, like, not not knowing that, like, Baku as a whole is just chaotic, but, like, 
F2 is crazy. Um, Mr. Ollie Behrman, as you can see in the back of Katie's room, got the clean sweep. He got he topped all the sessions, topped free practice, topped quali- got pole in qualifying, won the sprint race from a reverse grid, which must be said for people who don't watch Formula 2, it was a reverse grid. So he's starting 10th and he won the race. It That's does have to be said. Oh, ninth. Yeah, sorry, because Teo had a um, penalty. But it must be said that there was a lot of DNFs in that race, but we will get into that. And also, Ollie winning the f- feature race. So it was just all round a sleigh by Mr. Oliver Behrman. Um, what are your guys' thoughts? We'll go to Marie, then Katie. Ollie slayed hard this weekend. <laughs> so true. So true. Katie, your <laughs> thoughts? <laughs> I think so it's the first time in Formula 2 history that someone has topped all you know four of the sessions or whatever you want to call it um and for a rookie to do that nevertheless a rookie who is 17 almost 18 I think take my hat off to him he's crazy good um he had an amazing car underneath him this weekend and I, I think he owes a lot of that to the car as well as just awesome racecraft. um taking a lot of like risky moves and just like trusting himself um, and battling through a damaged car for that pole. Um, I think the vibes were so high. Like I, I'd, I'd settled to the fact, like I was texting a friend and I was saying, surely reverse grid pole, like surely he gets 10th and then he's dropping into the 12th. And, and he said himself, he was just hoping to be like within the top 10. Mm. And then yeah, he put it up the line and he went pole. And I was just like, I, it was, I think it was about like mid, midnight here. Am I, was it? I'm not sure. Anyway, it was late. Must have been. And I screamed. I was like, oh, <laughs> um, So, yeah, the vibes were high. Um, I had my parents watching F2 with me last night. So, so um, just, just a really beautiful weekend. Um, Ollie, if you're listening, fantastic job, mate. You are him. Fantastic. You are him. Yeah, no. I think when, when I was watching F2, it was kind of like – I was kind of not expecting – what that like that last lap was because as I took my b-reel because b-reel went off as I took my b-reel Dennis Halger had crossed the line and then it said Dennis Halger pole and I was like okay I can get behind a Dennis Halger provisional pole I I'm I'm a fan I'm a fan um sorry and um I can I can get behind that but then as everyone else started going behind as everyone else started going through the lap (laughs) um it like kind of kept coming up and then Jack Crawford goes fastest. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, Jack on provisional pole. What a sleigh. And then no, he didn't get it for that long. Cause then Enzo Fittipaldi comes around, gets pole. Then Teo Boche comes along, gets pole. Frederick Vesti comes along somehow somewhere in that. And then no one's expecting it. Then Ollie just comes out of nowhere and puts the car that's broken with bent steering on pole. Like surely that's got to be one of the best laps we've seen in formula two. Like, not saying this because we're huge Ollie Behrman fans, but like for a driver to do something like that, drive around Baku of all like of all circuits, like Jetta and Baku to try and drive around those two with bent steering, absolutely a nightmare it would be. But yeah, so I'm proud of I'm proud, I'm happy. All the words. Um, something that is near and dear to my heart that happened in the F2 weekend. You can probably guess where I'm going with this. My one true love in my life, Clement Novalak finally got his first points of the season and I was thrilled I was happy even though it was only two points your girl was happy I was I was happy um and then I did see that apparently Trident did get 
um, did infringe some rules. So Trident, please sort your stuff out because Roman, Stanik, and Clem are solely giving me life. And if one of them gets deducted their points, I will be severely depressed. Um, what else happened? Well, Clem. Woo, Clem, yeah. Clem. Well, Clem. Oh, Let's go. talk about the crazy who raced out. So it was three yeah. laps to go of, 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 the, of a sprint. Um, our top five were uh, Dennis from Victor, Vesti, BMN, mm-hmm. Darubalu, was it? Yes, yeah, Jayhan, I think, yeah. Okay, so Dennis leaves it to the last moment, foot to the floor, they scream into turn one, Yeah. he puts it in the wall, Victor puts it in the wall, Darubalu goes underneath, and then Leclerc and Porsche Doing. just like, Oh no, it wasn't was doing. Was it? Yeah, it was doing because someone yeah. spun doing around. Yeah, doing also DNF. Yep, and then they just kind of slid into the wall. Okay, and I'm thinking, oh my god, here we go. This is going to finish on a safety car. Ollie's still got a podium. This is amazing. Like both the yep. Primas on the podium. It's gonna be a Prima one two. Crawford's just chilling. I was like, the safety car car's coming out in no time. So they're busy filming. They're busy filming the big crash, and all of a sudden they switch yeah. to Ollie Beeman just like passing Bestie, which I think was like a perfect show of what the weekend was like. Like it's crazy, yeah. especially in the sprint. And then Ollie was just like quietly chipping away, like quietly doing what he does best. And I, I think that 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 showed some amazing racing from him. Um, and yeah, yeah, it really showed who he was as a person too, and um, kind of like that that constant drive. Uh, pun intended um, to um, do well so I think that was really cool yeah um, yeah I mean 11 yeah. people finished that sprint race go Marie what were you gonna say huh. <laughs> she's laughing at your um Ollie Berman but <laughs> I love it I love the delayed we love the delayed reactions because of the AI but it stays regardless um I think the sprint race it's a perfect introduction to anyone who's watching Formula 2. Like, that's the kind of stuff that we get all week. Like, every single race weekend, F2, F3, that's the kind of, like, stuff we get. And it's hard racing. Like, you can never tell who's going to win. From lap one, you can never tell because, obviously, these gaps are so close. Like, you're talking about the top ten being covered by all of five seconds. Like, in Formula 1, that's unheard of because... Max Verstappen is up the field and then everyone else is like 12 seconds behind him, which is crazy, yeah. which, you know, yeah, that's why I, I like F2. Yeah. And I think people like people, if you start watching F2 and F3 and get your head around it, like it's pretty similar to what F1 is. Um, yeah. You, you, it's so easy to fall in love with. Like I woke up Sunday after the sprint race here. Uh, no. Yeah. Said, no, Sunday, Sunday morning. I woke up after the sprint race. And my parents were like, what the hell? My parents were watching. Oh, I don't know if we can leave that in. Um, my parents were watching the F2. Like that, that they had some highlights coming up. And they were like, oh, my God, that's so insane. Like, oh, it was so cute. So my parents are getting into it now, which is like the coolest thing. I love sharing my love. Um, and then I went to school. And, like, my friends obviously hear me talk about Ollie all the time and stuff and like all the f2 and st- and things and they were like ollie won a race this weekend i was like i know he did like i love that people were like people falling in love with f2 is is yeah. f3 is the coolest thing i think 
It's amazing. I love to see it. Um, and the feature race podium. The feature race was less eventful as the sprint race was because obviously we only had that one safety car where our bestie Brad Benavides hit the wall. Um, which, yeah, anyways. Um, which the, the feature race podium was Ollie, Enzo, and Teo. And Enzo Fittipaldi has to be one of the most wholesome human beings in the entire world. He's like, I'm on the radio after the race ends. And he's like, guys, where did we finish? And he's like, yeah. his race engineer goes, are you serious? He's like, no, like, I actually don't know whether we finished fifth, sixth, tenth, or second. And then he comes, and then his race engineer comes on the radio and he goes, we finished second. And he just goes, like, he's the most happiest person ever. And I felt, I was, like, so happy. He looked adorable. It was cute. And we love a good Teo Porcher taking back the lead because I am a Teo Porcher fan through and through. And I really do want him to win this podium, up uh, this championship because I do think he deserves an F1 seat next year. And I do think, hopefully, depending on how the contracts go with Alfa Romeo drivers, which will turn into Sauber next year, um, I think he gets that seat whoever is leaving but you know it's not up to yeah. me it's up to um what's his name I forgot his name but you know who I'm talking about the old McLaren guy what's his name anyways yeah, Antonio. so Antonio is it Antonio no not Antonio what's his hmm. no what's his name lost his name God, don't don't get it anyways anyway um oh. well, yeah very exciting um, uh, and then, uh, Prima, they, they made their way up the standings this weekend too. Obviously, with the one two really helped out. Um, I would very much beautiful. like to like to give a congratulations to Prima as a whole because after Australia, they were like fifth and they only had 80 points or something like that. Not even 80, I don't think. 60 maybe or something like that. After Baku, after Baku, they're first in the team standings and they have 101 points. They got so many points from this weekend because they've obviously scored points in almost every single. They scored points in every single cat, like every single session this weekend, which is absolutely amazing. And it kind of shows, you know, the Prema dominance. Like everyone, everyone who watches F2 and F3 kind of knows Prema is like the Ferrari, or if you will, like the Ferrari or the Red Bull of um. F2 and F3. They're the most accomplished team. And if you look at majority of the drivers in the grid, they've all driven for Prema at some point in their careers. If Whether yeah. that be an F2, F3, Freca, all of them. But they've all done it at one point. So mm-hmm. I think that's a big hats off to Prema and I think they deserve the world. But now to turn our attention to the main event, the F1 race. What a chaotic weekend it was. <laughs> um, first of all, I want to start off with the fact that it was a sprint weekend. If you were unaware, if you didn't get to catch up to the race this weekend, it was a sprint race. And the sprint race ha- format has slightly changed. Um, and it is a bit confusing for people because it's a lot to take in. It's kind of similar to what supercars do in a way, but not. So I want your guys' opinions on what do you guys think about the sprint race format? Um, who wants to go first, Marie or Katie? Marie, okay. Marie's got this. I was a tad bit lost at first, but it was okay for me. Okay, that's always a slight. Yeah, you know, it's a hard thing to get your head around. Katie, you? Um, I I thought it was quite cool how it was like all contained on the Saturday. I thought it was quite cool. Um. 
I do just love a sprint in general. I find it a lot easier to be like captivated by and I find them a lot easier to enjoy. Um, it's one of the things I love about F2 and F3. So um, I think it was cool. I think it would be cool if they did a reverse grid thing because that would really help in today's like, you know, yeah, that's just, one of yeah. the best things about F2. Like you, you F2 and yeah. F3, if you're a good defender and you somehow get reverse pole, reverse grid pole. It changes the game. You can win a race. You can get some decent points by having a card that you can barely get into. That's, you know, just getting into Q3 or whatever it is in F1. So I think it'd be cool, but I do appreciate the fact that they're trying to switch it up, like small changes to make it a little bit easier for them. I think that's great. I think that's something that the F1 needs to do is kind of incorporate different things. Um, But if it ain't break, don't fix it. Obviously don't change the Grand Prix, but you know what I mean? Yeah. I think, like, yeah, very true. So true. We love to see it. <laughs> um, I think I'm a fan of Sprint Race Weekends. Like, I know they're very controversial, but, like, I'm a fan. I like them. But I do agree with what Katie said. I kind of have said this for, like, I've kind of been thinking about it, and I'm just like, okay, the Sprint, ra- the sprint Race shootout, it's very confusing, especially for the drivers. And, you know, Max Verstappen does not like it at all. He's not a fan. He's not, not vibing with it at all. Um, but I do think that if we followed suit to what Formula 2 does, or form- yeah, Formula 2 and Formula 3 do, it would be so much easier. Like, instead of having um, the sprint race shootout, we have FP1, then qualifying, which sets the grid for, which does set the grid for um, the f- feature race, but it also does the reverse grid for the sprint race. And then on, on, then on Saturday, we have FP2 in the morning and then we can have um the sprint race in the afternoon because i just think one of the main things that formula one is trying to do especially with like the new regulations and everything that we've seen is try and make that midfield battle way more stronger than it already is right and it's intense it is like the drs trains it's all crazy and i think if you did implement that reverse grid pole or reverse grid like we're gonna have such close racing and such close championships that will just like keep us all enta- entertained, and I think that's what F one fans kind of need, especially after the last season of Max Verstappen just dominating. Because no one, let's face it, no one can sit through the Dutch national anthem one more time because we will all lose our minds. But nevertheless, the sprint race podium True. was as the sprint race vol- podium was as followed. We heard. Two Mexican anthems this weekend. Not one, but two. Um, uh, so the sprint race podium was Checo, Charles, and Max. Um, Max picked up damage on lap one from George. I would like to know, what do you think about that lap incident? Do you think it was a racing incident? Do you think that Max could have left more room for George or George should have backed off? Like, I want your thoughts on that. Whoever wants to go first. Okay, okay, one second. We're having one second. I'll go. I think it's it's part of it, right? Sometimes shit, uh, sometimes things happen. Um, But I, I, yeah, I think George was just funny the entire weekend. Like, just the stuff he was doing was just iconic. And he was just, like, (laughs) him getting fastest lap yesterday I was oh my god like George is just he's iconic um he's just being George but also I'm just a big George Russell fan I, and I I I like Max but I don't love him so I'm just kind of like oh whatever and Max is fine with that Max sustained damage and still got third like 
he's fine. Like I think he should. I think he should race with a damage cut every single session just to make it fairer. But um, I'm kidding. That's so true. But, so true. You know. Yeah, I agree. Marie, your thoughts? I haven't really looked into it too much, I must admit, but my initial thoughts were that George made the mistake due to him understeering. However, it wasn't the best risk calculation on Max's behalf. But really, in my opinion, I just don't think it was a very big deal. Yeah. I agree. I I agree. I just think, obviously, you can't control when you get understeer or when your brakes lock up. You go. I've written in my note, George, my babes, icon. <laughs> like nothing oh, about the incident. Just George, my babes, icon. Perfect. We lost. Perf, perf. Um, yeah, but I also think that Max Verstappen does need to take into account, like everyone, like he said, everyone locks up, everyone has cold tires, everyone gets understeer mm-hmm. and overstreet. You can't control that, and you, there's no way of you knowing that that's going to happen or about to happen. And I think especially in circuits, street circuits especially, like Baku, when you're going through tight corners and all of this, it's hard. It's You're going to get understeer, you're going to get oversteer, you're going to have cold brakes. And at the end of the day, I don't know why Max Verstappen was as mad as he was because he finished P3. Like, I don't, I yeah. think it's... I Very think, true. Yeah, I just think if he if he got taken out of the race completely or he dropped out of the points or whatever I feel okay I would have a little bit more like okay I kind of agree with what he's saying but he finished p3 with a damaged car like I don't really know what else you want from your weekend but that's just a different thing um Checo having a masterclass he's the king of the street circuits king of the streets thoughts on the feature race on the the entire just race in general. Um, I think unfortunately, Baku is supposed to be this crazy, insane thing. We had what one safety car. Yeah. I mean, are you kidding me? So obviously, Max DNF lap nine, Joe lap thirty six. So it was just you know, and then Yuki obviously DNF'd from the sprint. But yeah, it was uneventful to be fair I didn't even watch the whole feature race I watched the end and beginning and a little bit in the middle um but yeah I was kind of like oh boring but I will say absolutely amazing that we had some Ferrari points some Ferrari back on the podium you know they're finally in their comeback area 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 um yeah just just amazing um so that's always a big win Anybody else? Marie, you? I don't have anything to add. Okay, that's fair. I think it was a very uneventful race. It was just like, you know, Max, Red Bull just dominating as per usual. Um, Okay, so this is... Yeah, we like like Red Bull, but we also don't like seeing Red Bull win every single race of the year. But nevertheless, so quick Miami predictions, because Miami is this weekend, because we're... Oh, Marie. Okay, wait. Oh, actually, I was happy to see the first Ferrari podium of the year. And I was happy to see Charles up there. Obviously, a win would have been ideal, but it's still an improvement. We love a good And, and double pole. So he's back to putting, getting one lap speed. We all know that Ferrari's got good one lap speed. So we are good. Um, 
if we can get some more poles, that's also nice. You know what I mean? Um, even mm-hmm. if they can't string it together for a whole race, we can be, we can string it together for one lap page, which is lovely. But Tiana, I'll let you go on with what you what you were gonna say. Sorry. Okay, so he so this weekend we've been treated. I think it's a triple race weekend. I'm not sure triple race thing or I think it's a double one at least it's a double one that's what I know for sure Miami is this weekend Miami Grand Prix we finally got water in the marina can we ask for anything more the the, the ground is no longer painted on we've got water um I want to know your predictions for Miami I want you to give me one two three your podium and who's gonna get pole whoever wants to go first maybe Katie you okay. go first I'll go pole Mr. Charles Leclerc, podium. I'm going Max DNFs. Ooh, wow. Spicy. So we see we see Chico with another win. Carlos is on the podium because I just feel like he needs a chance. Ferrari's mm-hmm. number Fair. one driver because they don't have a number one driver. And then Fernando <laughs> back on the podium. Um, yeah. You know. I like that Taylor podium. I really hope. <laughs> Taylor Swift's boyfriend. That's my favorite rumor. That's this is why I love the internet because they're dating now. Yeah, um, we should we should actually talk about that another episode. Yeah, we should talk about it on, on the next episode. We'll talk about it when it's okay. Okay, we can talk about it now if you want. But another date episode. Anyway, don't Anyways, mind us just um, podcast playing. <laughs> okay. Paul Leclerc, number one. Checo, number two. Fernando, number three. Carlos. That's such a good... You guys have the same podiums. I love it. Nice. Um, like I do on this podcast, I never do anything realistic. So here's my podium for you all. Pole position, I think either Max Verstappen Logan. gets it or a Red Bull gets it. Logan Sargent for sure. He's going to enjoy the first home race of the year. Oh, he, he obviously... Home race. Oh, I, I gonna... really hope he gets points. Like I... I, I... I just I love seeing them happy at home. So I'm sorry I didn't put that in there. I hope he has a really good race race weekend, even if it's just like tenth or ninth. I hope he has a clean weekend and he can be like, I enjoy being at home. Go ahead. I mean, sorry. I do I do think that even if he messes up this weekend, he does have two more Grand Prix to make up for it because two more Grand Prix will be his home Grand Prix. Anyways, that's besides the fact. That's just me having beef with the FIA for having three American races. Anyways, my. So my pole position is, I think, one of the Red Bull drivers gets it, either Max or Checo, um, because, once again, it is kind of a street track. It is a car park track, so I'm pretty sure Checo will just dominate. Um, my podium, I have a spicy feeling, Mr. Fernando Alonso, who's dating. I think king of the car parks. <laughs> um, I have a sneaky little feeling that Fernando Alonso might win his first race of the year and probably... You know, we'll see that. I don't know why. I just have this really yeah, and his girlfriend's, high. girlfriend's homeland. Yeah, I think it's is she performing in Miami that weekend? Because that would be cool. That would be a really weird turn of events. Maybe, maybe she'll um, be at the maybe she'll be at the Grand Prix. Do you know? Maybe okay, no. <laughs> um, P two. I think Carlos. I think Carlos is due for some good luck. He's had his fair share of bad luck, and I'm very upset for him. But you know. I hope he gets a podium. And P3, I'm thinking a Red Bull, but I think it might be Max because I feel like Checo DNFs. That's my po- That's my podium predictions for Miami. I hope you all enjoy Miami because I hope it's going to be a fun race. And also it's at reasonable times in the morning for us, even though that is 5 a.m., but, you know, it's fine. Yeah, um, I was going to say, and it's, now, 
it's a bit early. And now for the for the moment you've all been waiting for, I'm going to hand over to Katie for the drive of your life question. Um, I'll do I'll do my usual my usual intro. Welcome, welcome to this week's drive of your life question. You do a lot of driving in your life, and so do our F1 drivers. These are questions where I ask you which F1 driver, past or present, you would want to be your drives of life. This week's question is, which driver, past or present, do you want to accompany you as your driver on a very long road trip? You can take a lot of things into consideration here. You can you can think about how safe you'd feel in their car. Think about what kind of music you'd be listening to. You can think about what kind of conversations you'd be having. I'm going to pass over to... Okay, yeah. I'll go. Yeah. Okay, so I think... I actually don't know. I feel like Alex Albon purely because, you know... Alex Albon. <laughs> We're so in tune. We're so, this, is, this is amazing. I just think purely because he's just an icon himself. Like, you get Lily in the car too. We'll be banging out to Taylor Swift as well. Like, just jamming. And then, like, obviously, Alex is a pretty safe driver too. So, like, I'd put my life in Alex's hands and I'd... I think he'd do well. Marie, thoughts, opinions, queries? Yeah, and just good vibes. Yeah. I think yeah. I think Alex Alex is a yeah. Alex is a good option. Um I am gonna have to go with the person that I pick for all of my drives of life. Daniel <laughs> Ricardo. Um the um he again, good music. We have good bandit. I'd laugh. It'd go by really quickly. And um, I feel like he'd be like, a, he'd get me there quickly. You know what I mean? Like he'd just be yeah, like, no. you don't need to stop like seven times. Would be having good snacks. I feel like him and I would get along. Heidi could be there too. I think she's super cool. I feel like, again, just good vibes. Um, but yeah. Always Love a good it. time with DR. Always a good time. It is. Very valid. He's up there for me too, along with Signs and Leclerc. Oh, yeah. I feel like just, I feel like I I would want to be in like a bus with all of the F one drivers and the FDA drivers. Just it would just be so much fun. Ferrari Ferrari <laughs> party like bus. Red Bull, Red Bull Juniors would be more fun though. Oh yeah, for sure. The Red Bull drivers would be wild. Um. Okay. So this is the end of From the Fields to the Track episode nine, episode ten. No, episode ten. Episode ten. We've hit double digits, guys. Hit double digits. It's crazy. GK. Um. But yeah, thank you to my wonderful co-hosts. <laughs> thank you to my wonderful co-hosts, Marie and Katie, for joining me. Katie's joining me at the lovely time of 7 o'clock at New Zealand. And Marie is joining me with numb mouth because of her feeling. So I am very glad for these lovely two ladies giving up a lot of their time well, we and you. energy to be here. So as always, I would like to thank yeah. our sponsors, which is all and truly Katie's fame that got us to where we are today. No, <laughs> Um, I hope you all have an amazing race week and we'll see you in the next one. Thank you so much to Tiana for organizing this as always. We love you. Ciao. Bye. Love you all. Bye bye everyone. (laughs) Bye.